Welcome to Vision is More Than 2020, a podcast aimed at talking about your vision, your eyes, and how they play a role in overall visual and systemic function. Dr. Zolnicki and Lakowski, with the help of various guests, will work to help you understand more about your visual system and all the pieces to the vision puzzle. Hi, listeners. Welcome to this week's episode of Vision is More Than 2020. Today is going to be a Dr. Z and Dr. L episode where we're going to be talking about Doc, I think I have pink eye. And we're going to be talking all about pink eye, all the different forms, um, common signs and symptoms and management options that we go for. For our weekly insight, we want to do a little Mother's Day recap because it was just Mother's Day this past weekend. Um, I know for me, I had three really special parts to my Mother's Day weekend. Um, My best gift was my parents coming to visit. Everybody's double vaccinated, so regular visits are back on track, and it was just nice to spend some quality time with them. Um, We really just like bunkered down, didn't even leave the house, but it was just so nice to have that quality time together. Um, And I almost prefer that than like in the past when they come and visit, we'd like be going out to dinner and going out for drinks and out and about in the town. And I think I enjoy this piece a little bit better because for me, I feel like we get more of that quality time when we're, you know, just hanging out at home together. Yeah, absolutely. My second favorite gift was from Teddy. He made me this adorable Mother's Day craft uh, at daycare. Um, And I have to say, they do such a good job of sensory play with them at daycare. I was really impressed. He made me a little pot that was all decorated, had said Happy Mother's Day. You know, obviously somebody else put on there. Um, And then Mm -hmm. it had little flowers and then little flowers from his hands where he did like hand painting with finger paints. And I just want to highlight that that's such a great activity to do with your kids for the holidays to make a little fun arts and crafts. And just that sensory feedback they get of like the paint on their hands and then pressing it down onto the paper is really, really great play. And I was really impressed with the, the ideas that they come up with at daycare. Yeah, I love that too. I similarly got a Mother's Day present with both their, just their, their fingerprints as the leaves and then the hands as the flowers. So like they made them do like little pointers and then big flowers, which I thought was really cool. Uh, although I do love that. I have to say every time I paint with Daisy now, she thinks it's time to paint her hands. Um, so I always have to be prepared. I've learned I used to have a cute smock for her. Now I honestly just let her go without a shirt on and she does the sensory play without anything because she just likes to get super messy with it. So just get in the mindset when you do painting and sensory play, it might get a little messy, but it is so good for their development. So make sure you do that. And my mother's day was really wonderful too. I, we kept it pretty simple. We just had breakfast um, at the house. John and the kids made breakfast, uh, which was a lot of fun to watch because um, my I'm usually the one that cooks breakfast. So it was funny to see them doing it. And then we just had lunch with my mom at my sister's house. And then we had John's parents over for dinner. So again, really local and low key. And it was really nice just to be home with everybody. similar to you, Dr. L. So glad you had such a wonderful Mother's Day weekend, Dr. Z. And I had one more gift I just want to highlight. Um, Paul and then my stepdad treated my mom and I to portals. It's this new technology device that kind of works through Facebook Messenger, um, where it's almost like a really big iPad screen, but you can use it for essentially FaceTime, um, where you have it up and it it follows you around the room and you can see almost the entire room at a time which has been so nice for keeping in touch with my parents because they're they're not local. They're about six hours away from me. Um, so especially with them wanting to see Teddy and everything he's doing every day, we do a lot of FaceTime. But I just find I don't love having to hold the phone so close to me or to Teddy's face when we're FaceTiming. And honestly, it's getting hard to keep up with staying on the phone for a long time with him because he's so much on the move. So this has really been a game changer to stay in touch virtually because I can just 
pop the screen on. I just tap Teddy's face and then it follows him around the room wherever he goes. And we just play like we normally do. My mom feels like she's in the room with us just hanging out and we're not as close to that screen. So it really has been a nice way to feel like I'm getting that virtual contact with her without having that increased screen time. So I was so happy to receive that as a gift. That is so cool. I didn't even know that was a thing. That's so awesome. I love that. I'll have to look that up because I think even though my parents are super close and John's are too, we still FaceTime them every morning. So I absolutely love that. It's called Portal. It's called the portal. Yeah. And you can, it has a lot of functionality. Like I keep it in the kitchen most of the times it has Spotify in it. So I play music on there it has the food network app. So I look up recipes while I'm in the kitchen. So oh it's, it's been such a fun gift. I love that. You had a great mother's day, Dr. L. I did. I was really lucky at a very special weekend. <laughs> you sure did. So let's jump into the episode. So doc, I think I have pink eye. I remember in optometry school, we had this test where the our professor came in and said like he presented a case to us and we had to go through what we thought the case was and our differential diagnoses of what it could possibly be and then our treatment plan and I distinctly remember going through all of the different eye diseases and being crazy and he gave me this simple red eye presentation and Dr. L knows right it is the most common emergency that we often get the, the patient woke up with a red eye, but red eyes can be pretty complicated. There's lots of different things that it could be. Most everybody thinks, oh, it's pink eye, but it doesn't necessarily have to be pink eye um, or a conjunctivitis, right? Pink eye is kind of the common term for it. So as Dr. L mentioned, we're going to go through all of the, what we call the differential diagnoses, the different things that a pink eye or red eye or conjunctivitis could be so that you can learn that just because your eyes a little bit off doesn't actually mean that you have conjunctivitis. So I'm actually super excited for this episode because I think it's really going to be educational for our listeners to really kind of understand their eye a little bit more and all the different things that can affect it. So the first thing we want to talk about is the, the very simple common pink eye known as viral conjunctivitis. So the signs of viral conjunctivitis is a reddish pink eye that is watery and the patient is often very light sensitive and they have a kind of a foreign body sensation. Like they feel like something is in it and it's just really, really uncomfortable. What's it caused by? It's obviously caused by a virus, right? It's a viral conjunctivitis. Um, most commonly, it's an adenovirus, but there could be other viruses as well. The hallmark of a viral conjunctivitis is that it's very, very contagious. It often starts in one eye and then hops to the other. And the eye is very, very watery. And I'm highlighting the watery piece because as we kind of delve through, there's a big differential with other uh, types of conjunctivitis. So this is a very, very watery eye where it might just kind of be leaking out and just really uncomfortable. Now, because it's viral, our treatment options are really limited because just like a virus in your child, it's really self-limiting. You have to let it run its course. We do give some palliative care. We often say to use some artificial tears to help kind of just lubricate and rinse out any thing in the eye that may be causing some more discomfort. We often recommend a cool compress as well because it feels good on the eye. And sometimes we do prescribe a drop depending on the discomfort level of the patient. Uh, this drop is often a steroid drop and sometimes we put an antibiotic cover on it so they don't get a subsequent infection. But we really use that fairly uh, judiciously because we don't wanna prescribe antibiotics for a patient 
if they don't really need it. The other things that we typically recommend is to make sure that you wash your sheets and your towels, make sure you're not touching your eye, limit any kind of sharing in the house. Like, you know, sometimes people just have a washcloth in their bathroom, make sure you're limiting any type of sharing. And for the women that are listening, we often recommend discarding your makeup your eyeliner, your mascara, and really just start fresh uh, because you don't know when that or where that virus came from. Uh, So you want to just, like I said, start fresh um, and keep everything as clean as possible. And like I said before, it's not uncommon for it to hop to the other eye. So uh, don't feel bad if it goes from one eye to the other. We often tell patients, like, just expect that it's going to happen because uh, we often unconsciously rub our eye and then touch the other. So viral conjunctivitis is the most common pink eye diagnosis and one that is, like I said, pretty self-limiting but uncomfortable nonetheless. And one thing I want to highlight with viral conjunctivitis also is that you very commonly can have an associated upper respiratory infection at the same time. So if you happen to have a little bit of a cold or feeling a little under the weather and you have that pink eye, it might just be from an underlying virus and be that viral conjunctivitis. The next type of common conjunctivitis that can occur is a bacterial conjunctivitis. So this is going to be caused by an underlying bacterial infection. Very common signs and symptoms of a bacterial conjunctivitis are a mucus or a pus or like a yellowy discharge. It can be so thick that your lids can even be matted together. And this is really that big differential uh, from a viral conjunctivitis where with the virus, you're a little bit more teary and watery with a clear discharge. With a bacterial infection, you're usually going to have that yellow thicker discharge. The eye also can be very similarly red. It can be uncomfortable, sensitive to light, and you can have a sensation like there's almost something within your eye. This type of conjunctivitis is very, very common in children. Um, they just are you know, more exposed to bacteria in their daily lives. Um, and this type of conjunctivitis is also very, very contagious. It's caused by, you know, a whole slew of different bacteria can cause this. The most common ones are Staph aureus, Strep pneumonia, and Haemophilia species. So in terms of a treatment, if we think a conjunctivitis is caused by an underlying bacterial infection, you're likely going to need an antibiotic. Now that can be in an antibiotic drop form. We usually try to prescribe a broad spectrum antibiotic drop. So it's really hitting as many types of underlying causes as possible. The most common type of antibiotic that we prescribe is a fluoroquinolone. Um, and then we typically go over very similar cleaning regimens that you do with a viral conjunctivitis. You wanna be conscious of sharing anything, touching your eye too much, really making sure you're washing and using fresh things so you're not keeping that bacterial infection going. Another really big thing that we recommend is no swimming in pools when you have a bacterial conjunctivitis because that can actually help spread the cause and there can be bacteria living in the water too. And that could have actually been a cause of your conjunctivitis. Yeah, and often we see bacterial conjunctivitis affect more children. And it's so contagious, especially because kids don't know how to not touch their eyes, right? They're uncomfortable. They want to touch it. Uh, So we often do, if a child does have bacterial conjunctivitis, we usually do keep them home from school for um, until they're on the antibiotics for 24 hours. So I always just like to kind of put that in there that you need to kind of stick the course with the antibiotics. Uh, Even if they're feeling good, you have to be on the antibiotic for the full course. However, your doctor prescribes it for seven to 10 days, but it's really, really important so that we can knock out all of the bacteria and there's no subsequent infection. The next one that we want to cover is herpes simplex virus. Now, this one looks fairly similar to that 
viral conjunctivitis that we talked about, right? Because it's a virus. But there is a, a lot of difference in treatment when we're talking about herpes simplex when it affects the eyes. So let's talk about herpes simplex in general, right? We hear herpes and people are like, ooh, this actually transmitted disease. But there's actually two forms of herpes simplex virus. There's type one and type two. So we like to say type one is above the belt and type two is below the belt. Type one is the one that is often causes cold sores on your lips, right? Often people are exposed to herpes simplex as a child, right? Someone kissed them um, along the way that had the virus present in a cold sore form and they got it transmitted to them. Kind of think of herpes simplex uh, in the eye, sort of like a cold sore, but in the eye itself. Whereas the, the herpes simplex virus will sit dormant in the system until it's triggered by stress, if you're immune compromised, if you get an eye injury, illness, sometimes even like I often see this in patients that have been like skiing and they've been exposed to like high winds or sun exposure can sometimes have this come out. Anything that similarly, like I said, a triggers the cold sore to come out can trigger uh, the herpes simplex virus to come into the eye. So like I was saying, similar to just basic uh, viral conjunctivitis, the eye is typically pink or reddish, it's watery. Uh, this is, patients are often very sensitive to light and it's typically stays unilateral. Whereas we were saying viral conjunctivitis can hop and beat bilateral. This one typically stays unilateral. Now, the really important thing here is that you need to see your eye doctor because when we, when we observe your eye and we stain your eye to look at the front surface of the eye, we're looking for something called a dendrite on the cornea. Herpes simplex virus has a very unique look to it on the cornea. It literally looks like almost like coral on the eye. There, it, it really is a dendrite and we see that. And again, that's going to change our course of treatment. We're going to recommend those artificial tears, but we're going to prescribe an antiviral drop to really nip that in the bud. And we want to make sure that we don't put a steroid on the herpes virus because it can actually make it worse. So it's really, really important that you see your eye doctor and anytime you have a red eye, right? Say you have a previous red eye and you're like, oh, they gave me this antibiotic steroid drop. I'm just going to put it in again. Don't do that uh, because if it is the herpes simplex version of a viral conjunctivitis, it could make things worse. So it's really, really um, important to know that when you do have a red eye to seek your eye care provider out to make sure that and get the proper diagnosis of what the red eye underlying etiology is. Very good advice, Dr. Z. This episode is brought to you by Luminous. For over 50 years, Luminous has developed innovative gold standard devices for eye care, like the first SLT laser, the first argon laser photocoagulator, and the revolutionary dual path SLT and YAG laser. Luminous, the inventor of intense pulse light, or IPL, is proud to announce the first and only IPL system to receive FDA approval for management of dry eye disease and to launch OptiLite, a bright solution for dry eyes. OptiLite uses Luminous's patented optimal pulse technology to allow consistent, precise, and controlled treatment. If your patients suffer from dry, gritty, tired eyes, and dry eye disease due to meibomian gland dysfunction that is impacting their quality of life and their vision, OptiLite puts the power for treating dry eye disease in the palm of your hand. OptiLite breaks the dry eye vicious cycle of inflammation and delivers improvement in tear breakup time and other clinical signs of dry eye disease. 
To learn how you can elevate dry eye management with OptiLite, visit Luminous.com slash OptiLite. Now, our last type of conjunctivitis that we want to highlight is allergic conjunctivitis. Uh, so this can present similarly to other types, but is not contagious. It's presenting because you are allergic to something. Um, it's highly, highly associated with seasonal allergies, which I know a lot of us are suffering from currently in the springtime and our high pollen count on Long Island. Uh, when you have an allergic conjunctivitis, you can have that red teary eye, but itching is the most common symptom and really like the differential that helps us differentiate this from different types of conjunctivitis within the eye. Another thing that's usually a little bit more unique is it's usually bilateral, meaning it's in both eyes because both eyes are being exposed to whatever allergen that you're allergic to. Um, whereas the other types we talked about usually start in one eye and then can hop over to the other eye within a week or so. This usually happens in both eyes around a similar timeline. Um, our common management options for an allergic conjunctivitis are, again, artificial tears, just to help keep the surface of the eye lubricated and rinse out any allergens that are present in your tear film. We can actually prescribe allergy medication. It's almost like a topical antihistamine for your drops. You can think of it like taking a Claritin or Zyrtec, but an eye drop form for the surface of your eye. And we may also recommend an, an oral allergy medication as well, just to help manage your symptoms. Some people feel enough relief in their ocular symptoms just by taking an oral medication, but not always. So some patients really need that added benefit of that topical antihistamine drop. Um, there are some that are just available over the counter that are wonderful options. And then there are some that we can be prescribed through your local eye doctor as well. Yeah, you know, and I have to say allergy in the eye are so incredibly uncomfortable. I remember being in optometry school and I think it was because we were in the city that I never really had eye allergies. I never had them growing up. And then in the city, like, you know, there's not that many trees. So I could never really understand or relate to patients that had eye allergies and why they were so uncomfortable. And then I guess after like you turn 25, you, you, all these things start to happen to you. Um, and I developed eye allergies and I was like, oh my goodness, this is so uncomfortable. It was like hard to think when your eyes are so, so uncomfortable. So you'll probably know the difference between a non-infectious uh, aller allergic conjunctivitis versus a more infectious base. But again, make sure you see your eye doctor. The one other thing that I do want to highlight is for any of our contact lens wearers, if you have any redness at all or discomfort in your eyes, either don't put your contacts in or immediately take them out. Because the contact lens is a foreign body and you're putting it in your eye, you are at a slightly higher risk for infection. So the best thing that you can do is remove that foreign body. And if that redness persists for more than 12 hours after removing the contact lens, or if there's any discharge, make sure you get in to see your, your eye care provider as soon as possible so that they can properly treat your eye like I said, just a contact lens wearer is at a higher risk for infection. So we want to make sure that there's no permanent scarring or anything like that when it comes to contact lens wearers. And we just want to highlight that, you know, conjunctivitis is the most common cause of a red eye. And we went through all of these different types that can be occurring within your eye, but there's a whole slew of other things that can be making your eye red. You could actually have something within the eye and that's why your eye is red and you need to be seen to have it removed. You could have a contact lens related infection or inflammation within the eye, especially if you've been over wearing your contact lenses. Uh, you could have something that we call uveitis, which is an inflammation of um, the area around your iris, the colored part of your eye that commonly makes your eye very, very red, but also shows us inflammation within other parts of the eye that needs more unique treatment. So we just really want to drive home that when you have a pink eye, you know, most people think, oh, I just need the antibiotic drop and I will be good to go. But I know Dr. Z and I have both seen a lot of patients that have sought treatment, got the antibiotic drop, 
and it's just not working, they come in, they still have that red eye and there's something else going on. So it's really important to see your local eye care provider to see what the underlying cause of your red eye is and to make sure you get the proper management. Absolutely. All right, guys, we have a really great guest on next week. We're going to be talking all about myopia control. So we hope you enjoy your week. Thanks for listening. Join our private Facebook group, Vision is More Than 2020, and follow us on Instagram. For additional content, check out our practice, Twin Forks Optometry, on both Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe, download, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Tune in next week to learn more about your vision.